Well, I must say that um, I'm grateful for everyone's willingness to figure out how we're going to offer worship while I'm unable to safely gather with everybody. And so for you at home, I'm also grateful for your ability to pivot to the various changes and plans this weekend. So instead of offering you a full sermon today, let me just offer you a, a few thoughts about our readings. Hopefully that will help. You know, we find Jonah finally heading to Nineveh, but it's only after he's had a whale ride. He's decided to finally heed the the Lord's call and to preach repentance to those foreigners in Nineveh. He does what, what God asks, but only after first refusing and getting that scary detour in the belly of a whale. You know, that imagery of purposefully going the opposite direction of where God is calling us is a real human tendency. We've all done it. In our finite condition, we don't have the vantage point of God. And sometimes we can't imagine extending grace to the undeserved. How could that be right? This feeling is so universal that even folks who have very little biblical literacy recognize the imagery of Jonah and the whale. For those of you who were able to watch the inauguration on Wednesday or even see the highlights on the news at night, you're familiar with this new sensation in our countries um, that youth poet laureate Amanda Gorman, in her bright recitation of the inauguration, she starts off with using the same imagery with us, comparing us to Jonah, who has taken a detour away from our calling. Mrs. Gorman, Ms. Gorman, she starts her piece by saying, when day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. But much like our scriptures today, Ms. Gorman's recitation is also an invitation for a second chance at getting things right, a redo. And that's the same hopeful message I'm picking up in our readings. In the gospel, Jesus is just beginning his ministry. He starts by building a team and calling people to himself. We get the sense that Jesus has a, a big mission ahead of him, and there's not much time. So Mark, the evangelist, he conveys this sense of urgency. Even in this one short reading, the word immediately is used twice. We'll continue to see that urgency of mission throughout this Mark year that we've just now entered. There must be something powerfully attractive about the man, Jesus of Nazareth. He's scanning. He knows what he's looking for. Picture it. Simon and Andrew, fishermen, are in mid-cast when Jesus calls them to follow me and I'll make you fishers of people. Instantly, they leave their nets and just go. Then Jesus sees the Zebedee boys, Andrew and John, and he calls them, boom, without question or without certainties of the outcome. They abandon their dad and the hired men in the boat. They somehow know this quest is for them. You know, as we start this new year after a tough one last year, 
And I think about with new possibilities, with new beginnings, you know, wherever we are politically, even the inauguration is a, is a new start. And I think it gives us this sense of reset, of restore. And following Jesus, we aren't given all the details or promise of an easy go of it. But as we're following God's call, I've learned throughout my life that the safest place I can be is in God's will. Wherever that way of love takes us in following our Lord, and normally that's the way of self-sacrifice and the cross, yet we find that God knows that there is new and abundant life on the other side. Just choose love over fear. I'm fond of Martin Luther King Jr.'s image of trusting in God's call. He says, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. You know, this year, more than others, with the vaccine becoming available and this new sense of possibility emerging, I'm hanging on to those two words as a guide for myself this year to reset and restore. I take courage from my journey of faith with Christ so far, how he has proved faithful and I can trust in the unseen. I must say that I was inspired by the restorative hopefulness of that 23-year-old poet laureate, musically using words to, to guide and lift. Even halfway through, she was saying, and so we lift our gaze, not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know we put our future first. We must first put our differences aside we lay down our arms so that we can reach out our arms to one another. These images of scripture, of a new year, they invite us to reset and restore, to lean into the hope of an accompanied journey to the promised land of God's beloved community. Jesus is coming and living among us even now. It's all about us joining him and ushering in God's kingdom and in his reign of love. It's God at work, but it also has to do with our choices. What are we willing to lay down and what are we willing to pick up? Do we have a larger vision that's willing to include others who, others who just aren't exactly like us, but they're God's own too? And so I close with, the closing phrase from Amanda Gorman, with an intention to open to the light and to restore the goodness that's already among us. She puts it this way. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. You know, Jesus is in that business of healing and restoring. And I want to follow that lead. Amen.